Menopause Moment, Brief Conversations, Deep Knowledge. The number one show for women coping with perimenopause and menopause because no woman should go through menopause alone. Hi, and welcome to Menopause Moment. I'm Susan Barantini Mo. This episode is sponsored by Medterra, our CBD, your health. Okay, today we're talking all about digestive issues. Now, before I get into today's subject, please be sure and check with your doctor before taking any medical advice from the internet. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a woman. I'm just a woman who is in the last stages of perimenopause. And I am not going to let it sideline me. I'm not going to let it get in my way. I am looking for answers. And these are answers that I have found that have worked for me and my friends. But before you take any advice from me or anyone else online, check with your doctor and make sure that it's okay with him or her. Okay. So digestive problems. There are lots of potential digestive problems that can happen in perimenopause and menopause. Bloating, which we've talked about, gas, whoop, uh, constipation, diarrhea, heartburn, lactose intolerance, vomiting, IBS or irritable bowel syndrome. These are really common things. Um, these are symptoms that happen and can you, we frequently see onset in perimenopause and menopause. The ones that are the most common are bloating and heartburn. And I think also constipation, although that one is perhaps less so than, than uh, bloating and heartburn. As you've probably guessed, the the cause is the hormonal imbalances that come with reducing levels of estrogen and progesterone. And it also comes with an accompanying increase in cortisol, that stress hormone, which can mess around with your blood sugar and blood pressure levels. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of these things, these symptoms that I'm talking about can be caused by other health conditions. And it's important that you check with your doctor to make sure that you don't have something else that's going on. But perimenopause and menopause really wreak havoc with your entire whole body system. So it's important to acknowledge that and to be aware of that. And if your doctor's not aware of that, you should mention it or look for a specific menopause doctor who can kind of help you assess, is this menopause? Is this something else? What's really going on here? The change in hormones just brings all kinds of changes to your body. And there are so many that it's really difficult to suss out. Is it hormones? Is it something else going on? So, so it's worthwhile, worth, worth talking over with your doctor, worth checking out. Now we're going to take a short break for me to read something from our sponsor. And then we're going to come back and I'm going to talk about some solutions for digestive problems. For many women, menopause comes with hot flashes and night sweats, and they can be brutal. As you know, mine kept me awake all night long, so I was cranky and tired all day long. I tried all kinds of supplements and CBD oils, but almost nothing put a dent in the hot flashes. Then I started using Medterra CBD oil, and my hot flashes and night sweats improved by about 80%, reducing the severity and frequency. So I wake up less often, and I get a lot more sleep. Just a little dropper under my tongue and another one at night, and in, in the morning and another one at night, and my hot flashes decreased, again, by about 80%, which is a lot. And unlike many of the CBD oils I tried, there's almost no taste to Medterra's CBD oil, which makes it a lot easier to take. Get your CBD oil 
at materacbd.com. And we're going to put, there it goes. <laughs> we're going to put a promo code. Use the promo code for 10% off your order. All right. Now, again, before I get into solutions, I want to say again, please check with your doctor before you take any medical advice from the interwebs. That's it. Just check with your doctor. Okay. Now, a lot depends on the severity of your symptoms. If you're having mild, symptom, mild symptoms, then congratulations. You can probably fix some of this on your own with lifestyle changes. You should check with your doctor, but there's a lot you can do on your own. There's a lot you can do. So drink more water, eat less processed foods, cut out alcohol, cut out caffeine, start eating super healthy. You know I'm going to say it. <laughs> if you've watched this show before, you've listened to this show before, you know I'm gonna what I'm going to say. Whole30 was a revelation for me. And I take, I take medicine for gastritis, which I developed a year ago. We're going to talk about that. The good news is I, I actually started out taking medicine daily. And now I really only take it every other day. And that works out really beautifully for me. I have clearance from my doctor to try tapering it off even more when I'm ready. Uh, don't taper off medications unless you have clearance and approval from your doctor. There's a reason that they're there. But uh, I may do that soon. We're going to see. But um, in general, I think it's important to treat symptoms at their source versus just trying to alleviate the symptoms. So for example, when I first developed gastritis, I actually had a sore throat and I had a couple of doctors that were trying to treat that. And I was going, I really don't think it's from my throat. I think it's coming from my, my stomach. And I had to find the right doctor to help me with that. So I think it's important to address whatever's happening at the point of origin and not just slapping a Band-Aid on a symptom. Um, we do that way too often with modern medicine and pharmaceuticals. We focus on making the symptom go away without looking at why the symptom is happening. So, you know, for me, my body was telling me in a hundred different ways, knock it off, start taking care of yourself. So I had rosacea, I had anxiety. I had hot flashes and night sweats. I had gastritis. And honestly, these things came on gradually one symptom at a time. And so in a way, it took me a minute to, to kind of realize what was happening. So I got rosacea first and I was in my mid thirties and I was getting a facial in San Francisco actually. And the facialist, the esthetician said, you know, I'm not a dermatologist, so I can't diagnose you but I think you might have rosacea. When you get home, check with your dermatologist and see. So I did. I went to my dermatologist and she was like, yeah, you've got rosacea big time. So she gave me a prescription cream to reduce the redness. Okay. I didn't change anything else in my lifestyle. I became aware of what my triggers were. Red wine, huge. Carbs like pizza, processed foods, huge. But although I started drinking red wine a little less, that was about it. Then I started having serious anxiety, like big time. And I went to the doctor and said, I'm having really bad anxiety. What should I do? And my doctor gave me Xanax. We talked about that yesterday. Uh, yesterday? Yesterday. Yeah. And that helped calm me down. But I kind of didn't love that I was taking medicine for anxiety. So I started thinking about alternative options like meditation, yoga, melatonin for sleep. And that helped. 
the medication helped more at that point, but it helped. Then last year, about a year ago, I developed gastritis. Now it seems according to the doctor, like I've had gastritis for a period of time. He wasn't clear on how long, but it really got bad to the point where I was having sore throats. I was feeling ill and I started taking a medicine called Dexalant to help with it. And it helped a lot, but I, I started thinking about food then. Um, why was I having so much pain? What was going on with me? I got a little more intentional with my food, but it, there was still a lot of processed food in my diet. Shortly after that, I was diagnosed with being in the official one year clock to menopause in the countdown. And so I've got one and a half months to go now, by the way, we're going to have to have a party on the show to celebrate. Woo, I'm in menopause, you know, we'll see. Um, but when I started having the real bad hot flashes and night sweats, that was the thing that was untenable for me. That was the moment when I said, okay, all bets are off. I can't go on hormones. My mom had breast cancer. That makes me super nervous. I realized that there is science that shows that the hormones can be okay, but I still feel a little apprehensive. And so serious about food. I thought, okay, my body's trying to talk to me about this. It's been telling me these things. If I start adding up the things in my system that are unwell, how can I not pay attention to it? So I started taking it very seriously. I didn't want to take more, more medication. I actually wanted to pull back. I don't, I'm not a person who really enjoys having a lot of medication in my life. Um, so my husband and I did whole 30, which is not a, just so you know, whole 30 is not a diet. Whole 30 is a whole month a 30 days of staying away from very specific foods, including processed foods, sugars, caffeine, alcohol, and a few other things. And in that month, your body cleanses itself of all this junk you've been putting in it so that you can begin at the end of the 30 days, gradually adding back foods so you can tell what foods work for you and what foods don't. And you get a very clear picture. I, you know, in the book, they talk about how everyone says, I really didn't think it would work for me. I didn't think it would make a difference, but it did. And I am exactly that person. I was like, yeah, okay, we'll do it. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll lose a few pounds. Uh, hold on. I did lose a few pounds. Yes. But it was not about weight loss at all. I struggled with food my whole life. I've, I've craved food. I've been unable to control myself around food. I have eaten too much my whole life. And what I found was I, I actually had no problem going through whole 30 because, you know, they talk about it's just 30 days and it is like, you can wait 30, you can, there'll be food there later. And it was pretty easy for me to go through the process. Um, and you know, when I got to the end and I, I added a, you know, we have my birthday at the end of, of, of the 30 days and in the month of whole 30, my rosacea improved my anxiety improved, my gastritis improved. So I backed off of the medication with my doctor's consent just every other day. Now my night sweat, my night sweats got better. I actually don't have night sweats anymore. I mean, I, well, that's most of the time. Let's say that most of the time I don't have night sweats. Um, I have my birthday and we had a party and I ate a bunch of junk, uh, pizza, alcohol, um, chocolate cake. And that for, and, and I think I mentioned on the show for about two weeks, I had hot flashes and night sweats like crazy. And I thought, uh, and, and I think I did a show on that I, when things stopped working. And so then I got intentional about my food again. 
and I got back on track and I'm back to myself. Now, last night, Leo and I had pizza and ice cream. I have not had hot flashes yet, but I feel pretty crummy today. And I had to wear a lot more makeup for the show because I was super red when I woke up. <laughs> My point here is, um, what is it worth to you? Like, what's your health worth to you? What is it worth to you to feel better? What's it worth to stop having health problems, to stop having tummy trouble? I am awfully happy not to have nausea every day and not to have a sore throat and not to have pain in my system all the time. Um, in, in, and I am happy not to have my skin all red. I'm happy to look better and I'm happy not to have hot flashes. Gosh, I'm so happy not to have hot flashes. Um, it may not be worth it to you. You know, a lot of people just want to take medicine and they don't want to, they want to just make the symptoms go away so they can enjoy their life and eat what they want. But then you do have to start treating the problems with medication and that's the way it works. Now in our home, we eat pretty healthy. We stay pretty, we stay pretty regular. Um, anytime anyone's constipated, which is super rare, we just pick up a tea. There's a tea at Whole Foods or, you know, whatever those, you know, the other, the not Whole Foods stores, you know, the, the alternative food stores. The, we just pick up some uh, tea called Smooth Move. So that's the trick when in about 24 hours, pretty quick, pretty quick. Um, so that helps. Uh, limit your stress. Stress creates a slow and inefficient gut, and that leads to constipation. And so you want to practice stress relieving things like meditation, slow breathing exercises, yoga, exercise will help to both manage stress and stabilize hormone levels. And it also helps regulate the digestive system. Believe it or not, if you take a 20 minute walk every day, that can help with your digestive system symptoms across the board. And it can actually help with constipation. Did you know that? They used to call it an evening constitutional. You would go for a walk after dinner and it was your evening constitutional. So that's just a little historical tip for you. My grandparents did it every night and they were, they lived to, my grandmother was 89 and my grandfather was 99 when they passed away. So evening constitutional, a new thing for you. Now, another thing I want to say is um, probiotics. Now, probiotics can be life altering. If you've taken them and you weren't into them and you saw no difference, you took crummy probiotics. I've done that. I actually thought probiotics were super dumb. <laughs> and then I took some really good ones and they blew my mind. So they're amazing. Take some good probiotics. We should probably all be taking good probiotics. But if you're experiencing digestive symptoms and you talk with your doctor and your doctor goes, yeah, probiotics would be a good idea. Find some really good probiotics and take those. Um, and don't take crummy ones that you just buy at the drugstore, like really get some good probiotics. Definitely drink water. Now, I love water. You all know, look, my Trader Joe alkaline water helps with my tummy troubles. And it actually, it, the alkaline water, I think I've said this before on the show, it's not to help you make your system alkaline. It's actually for your just your esophagus and your, your the, the sphincter that opens into your, your gut. And it's really not about an alkaline, alkaline system. It's about soothing the very acidic system. So I drink alkaline water. And by the way, so does my puppy Gus. We both drink Trader Joe alkaline water or essential water because we both have gastritis. 
little tip for you there, a little, little secret behind the scenes tip. Um, the eight glasses a day thing is kind of a myth. There's actually no science that backs up. You should drink eight glasses of eight ounce glasses of water a day or whatever. There's actually no research behind that. Someone just made it up and everyone started repeating it. Water is good for us. And if you're thirsty, drink some water, coffee, soda, alcohol, super dehydrating. So water is hydrating. So drink water as much as you can instead of other drinks. We also drink, um, what's the one we drink from best? What's the water that we drink from Trader Joe? There's a carbonated water that we get at Trader Joe. Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it has a little bit of, it's not. Okay. So here's the thing. You know, the water that, that is spelled LaCroix? No, it's LaCroix. I read this on the internet in an article. People at the company say, no, it is not LaCroix the way you would think because it is, it, to all appearances, a French name, but no, it is LaCroix. So now that I'm, I've said that, I will now pronounce it LaCroix, even though it seems super wrong. LaCroix has tons of flavors and it makes it much more pleasant. I have to pour it over ice because carbonated drinks kind of irritate my gut. So I pour it over ice and I pour it kind of fast so it bubbles up and fizzes, gets some of the carbonation out of it so that I can drink it and it's not quite so intense on my system. But if you want to help your tummy troubles, if you have an irritated gut, probiotics, water, um, avoid soda, caffeine, you know, carbonated things as much as you can. Avoid coffee. Coffee is super acidic. Tea is also acidic. There's a, there are some great books, um, acid droppers and, oh, what's the other one? Oh, my brain isn't working well today because I ate that crummy food last night. Uh, at the Dr. Kaufman's acid reflux diet. I'm so thankful for my, my bookcases are right in front of me. So if I forget a title, I just look over and go, okay, that's the title. So two books that I found really helpful in terms of helping me to learn more about my gut and what was going on. The name is Dr. Kufman, K-O-U-F-M-A-N. And it's the Acid Reflux Diet and Dropping Acid. Both great books, really helpful if you have reflux, heartburn, and you want to kind of improve your strategy for managing it. Um, Whole30 also really made a huge difference in terms of finding out what foods really were my trigger foods. But generally speaking, if you want to be healthy, if you want to feel good, and you don't want this stuff to be so impactful on your life, you got to make some hard lifestyle choices. Okay, I will stop preaching at you for today, but thank you so much for watching. I hope this has been helpful. Flash on.